It's 2.32 p.m. in San Francisco, and it's 5.32 in New York, and that means that we have, we have the absolute honor and pleasure of talking to Thick. What's up, guys? How are you? Woo! Doing good. good. How are you? I'm super happy, to be honest, to be able to talk to you. How's life? <laughs> weird. Very weird right now. Very strange, isn't it? It's crazy. Yeah, life has been super, super weird and like Groundhog Day. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Are you in New York? Yes. Yeah, we're, we're in Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Okay. Cool. How's uh, New York recovering uh, so far? How do you see it? I mean, you know, it's kind of, it's just slow. It's it's really weird being in the city and having it be so, like, dead. Because like, New York City thrives off art and music and people and liveliness. And it's just very quiet here. It reminds me of a sci-fi film where... Everyone's out and about their doing things, their shows, their movies, and then the next day, everything is completely different. Yeah. It's so I'm getting the morale's up. The morale, the morale thing. People are, you know, yeah. still, New York's got resilience, so people are still pushing through and doing their best, which is great. Definitely. They Sa just have masks on. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Same, <laughs> same as in, uh, here in San Francisco. I live downtown San Francisco because I love a. Uh, the the movement and the people and things mm -hmm. going on and I I used to live in New York too by the way because I'm I'm from Mexico oh, City nice. so I'm I'm a city human being so when I when I look through the window of my apartment and I see no one it's just freaking scary it's incredible yeah it's so like oh I miss I thrive off of other people's energy right and so it's kind of hard to be like oh man like there's no one really on the bounce off of it's just us like staying inside or who select people who can be around six feet apart you just have your own energy now i'm stuck in my own energy it's got me crazy exactly. i drive off of going out to eat going to the movies and playing music yeah so i guess i just have to do that those things in my apartment and, and try to keep my energy moving exactly so what what have you guys been doing to keep saying have you guys been creating a lot of new music because you, you just released a new album for god's sakes Less than a month ago. Yeah. Crazy. I mean, the album came out on March 6th, so uh -huh. right before all this chaos kind of happened. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, we're, we're, we, it's hard because we're still quarantined from one another. Like, I've seen Sherry on the rooftop, but we haven't really been in a space to practice together. Okay. Uh -huh. So that kind of sucks. Um, but we've been writing, like, you know, we write on our own in our bedrooms. And we're, we're, we've all learned how to zip file and share zip files, which has been an amazing experience because we just kind of send stuff to one another and we kind of just are writing down new ideas. But it's hard because we, of course, we want to write brand new songs, but we just released an album, so it's like, shoot, exactly. uh, what's going to happen to all those ones? It's kind of going to, you know, fade away. Or, this is a weird, weird time. It is very strange. I mean, I'll, I'll, I've been talking to many bands in this past uh, few months. And a few of them actually decided, well, I mean, you, 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 your album was already released when this all happened. But a lot of these bands are actually, you know, they're not releasing the album until we kind of know what's going to happen. So, you know. Yeah, it makes sense because when you release the album, the best way to really spread the word is to tour on it. Yeah, of and course. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, for meeting people and playing live shows. And that's what we were looking forward to was taking our live shows to other places outside of Brooklyn, touring on this album. And it's just, it's, yeah, and now it's like we can't do that or we're really on hold. Because one day we will be able to do it. So exactly. Now. Yeah. Five years behind. What? Uh, 
rock and roll album right there. Incredible album. Uh, 11 tracks, quite interesting, uh, you know, rough sounds, lots of guitars, lots of, uh, uh, of social uh, messages uh, in your lyrics. Congratulations, it's a great, great uh, piece of rock and roll. Thank you. Talk to us about it. How was, because uh, I mean, you released uh, an EP in 2019. So this is uh, technically and officially uh, your very first album. Uh, how was yeah. uh, how was the process? Uh, you know, uh, while creating this this great piece of rock and roll. Well, we've had a couple of these songs like in our you know in our toolbox for a long time, uh, and so we've had a couple of songs that we've been wanting to release for a while, and then uh, we just kind of. We had we basically had the album ready to go before we signed with Epitaph. Like we have a, a whole bunch of songs like that weren't finished yet, but um, we were motivated to finish. And it just relates a lot to you know our frustrations and anxieties. And I, I think the way that we write best is someone will come in with an idea into the practice space, and then we just jam with each other and totally transform the idea into a sick song. And I think that like that's what um, that was, that's what the whole album is. Is like I'll come in with one. Uh, five days behind, Kate actually came up with that guitar lip while driving on tour. Yeah. In <laughs> she's like, this is a cool guitar idea. And so we were kind of and singing it and playing it, and then we totally re She was in the front seat, right? She was driving, and I was playing rhythm guitar, and Kate was singing the okay. guitar. She wasn't so driving like, and playing, though. No. no, she was like, just singing so, uh, <laughs> out there. I think what's cool is the songs that we've been playing for like a few years before the album came out, we just sort of reworked yeah. different parts and lyrics and there's such an equal contribution for like uh, lyric writing and melody writing and just if I'm playing a beat that isn't working, someone's like, okay, th that's uh, the disco beat isn't working here. <laughs> so it's, it's just, it's, it was such a good record for, also learning how to be your own writer and producer along totally. with the producer. And when we did demos, just a lot of like, let's write this bridge on the spot and sort of changing and being able to also write outside of the practice phase. Yeah. I mean, the cool thing was a lot of these songs we played for a while live, but once you, you know, you really can't translate some of that into a recording. So working with the producer, Joel, he really helped us, like, kind of organize the songs and kind of um, in a way that was listenable. Because we can play a rock show and, like, play something for five minutes and it's so much fun to watch and do that, but you want to listen to it on an album. So he was able to kind of, like, help us like, narrow it down or, you know, one, change one note here and kind of lift the entire song. So it's almost like we had this album ready and then we just were able to find it once we focused on it. Excellent. Let's, yeah. talk, let's talk about about some of the songs from this album because like i said i mean I, i really appreciate you know that you guys are like talking about the social stuff like in man's plane or fake news uh fake news uh very direct you know <laughs> it's a criticism to to people kind of getting addicted uh to being on their phones all the time and obviously the fake news uh whose idea was it to write this song and uh <laughs> tell us about it <laughs> Okay, was it, who that, was, I feel like I know that would come out during when someone goes to the bathroom. Like, Kate was gone, or I, I don't know, I think Sherry and I just kind of jamming on it. That, that's my memory. I, just I know it started, sorry, I was talking over you. <laughs> I, I know it started as a joke. We were kind of just 
scamming and going, fake news, send nudes. And so that's how it happened. We, then we actually took the song and we're like, all right, we're going to make this song have meaning. So, like, you, you have the humor there, but because every day there's different things that go on as we're living, so there's always more and more things to add into the song. So we sat yeah. down and actually, like, we're thinking of things that were meaningful to us to put in, and then we still kept, you know, that funny line at the end so it wouldn't be too serious. Of well, course. if we go to practice, it's, it's kind of like um, a therapy session for all of us. So I can guarantee we probably came in one day bitching about, you know, Trump saying some crazy stuff. And we're like, this is ridiculous. And so I, I, we're always inspired by something. So I'm, I'm still kind of, you know, we're probably talking about something crazy that happened in the news. And just kind of, it, it was a very easy song for it just to kind of come out like that. I'm like, oh, this is fun. It feels good to scream this out loud. Exactly. Yeah. What about mansplain? I was I was watching an, in, an interview that you guys did on, on YouTube. I don't remember who did the interview. Uh, actually, it was uh, for Paste Magazine, actually. Uh, mm. And they, 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 you know, they asked you, they tell, they told you that you guys got a lot of backlash from, uh, from oh, yeah. this song. How? Why? Why would that happen? I, well, I think, I think, I mean, for me, we're in a little bubble in Brooklyn. We're, we're around people who support us and, and kind of get this and get this whole, because mansplaining, it does happen. And everything we talked about and wrote about uh-huh. happened to us. Of course. Like people, you know, everything we said, like, it happens all the time being women in music. You know, do you want to play guitar? Do you, do you understand this? Or mm-hmm. you know, so, um, we—I was kind of personally surprised at how how blind other other cities in the world world is. But it's almost like I guess it was kind of silly for me to think that everyone's on the same page because um, we're definitely not. We're in a, in a very safe bubble in the Brooklyn community. Yeah. But um, I also think I think a lot of people who may, and this could be my perspective, but like a lot of people who might who might like Epitaph or you know, quote unquote punk bands might have some people might have a different values yeah. or different belief system. I don't, I don't really know. But it, to me, it, I knew it would get some sort of backlash. But I was surprised at how much. And I'm sure people shared it with their friends. And so, what was your your detective work, detective page? <laughs> so, I needed to figure out what was going on. I'm like, why is there? so many people leaving negative comments because uh-huh. it's normal to have a few and I knew something was up. So I yeah. did some research. I see people keep dropping the same name over and over. And I'm like, who are they even talking about? Cause yeah. I don't really know that other side of the internet, like people yeah. that hate women and, and play video games nonstop. So I did research and then this, I realized this alt-right guy who has a huge following posted the mansplain video And then all these people are just leaving us bad comments. Okay. So that was good. I'm a little surprised that for me, I I I stopped reading it because it was like you know it's not good for your mental health to kind of read so much hatred. But of course, there's always there's always positive comments too. Like of course, yeah. Crazy. What I thought was crazy was all the negative stuff was on YouTube, but all the comments and messages we got on Instagram were all positive. Like no one. You know, DM us anything negative. Maybe one person. Other, so it's kind of like what well, people can hide behind certain platforms. I guess exactly, totally. Yeah, yeah. I was talking about yeah. about this and social media with one of my fellow DJs today before my show, because you know, with all the negative stuff that comes out uh, from Twitter and uh, uh, you know uh, Fox News and all that crap. I can say crap <laughs> on the air. 
And yeah. uh, she's like, well, you know what? This situation with COVID-19, it freaks me out because I, 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 I see a tweet by Tucker Carlson or whatever his name is, the little clown. And uh, <laughs> and I'm like, well, dude, just don't don't read it. You know, it's coming from that dude. You know, so it's just uh, just ignore it. But you know, I really appreciate uh, that song because it's something that had, that has to be said. And from the musical <laughs> perspective, it's a great uh, great piece of rock and roll as well. Oh, thank oh, you so much. Yeah, it's so much fun to play too. It's kind of just like snarky because you know some people in the audience, I'm sure, don't agree with that. Everyone has their own opinion, so it's a fun one to play live. Of course, you know yeah. you're gonna piss off. Totally. And you guys are uh, an important part of the DIY uh, New York music scene. What, what's that? You guys are a big part of the DIY music scene in New York. Yes, yes. <laughs> we love the DIY. I hope so. Yeah. How, how, do you, how, how do you... I mean, in, in my opinion, I, I, I admire it. I mean, I, I've had... A, oh, a, a, yeah, I, I had a couple of... Uh, a few, actually, not a couple, a bunch of bands from uh, from that scene. How do you see it at this very moment? I know, you know, with COVID-19, it's uh, everything stopped. But before this well, happened, how how, how do, you, do you feel about it? It was changing before COVID happened. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. honestly, I think, I think DIY fans, go, they go in waves. And I think when we started playing, a bunch of... A huge community had this... DIY things set up. So we kind of, it was very open and easy to access and like we just dived right in and, and it was amazing. Um, but a lot of venues have closed over yeah. the past couple of years. Sure. You know, it's expensive mm-hmm. or like, you know, the, the fire that happened. What was, what was the venue called? It was in San Francisco, right? Same thing, exactly. It's going, yeah. Going to uh, that, that, that changed, that, that was a huge change, game changer, a game changer over here because a lot of the venues, you know, couldn't meet codes and they had to shut down. I noticed the DIY venues were kind of slowing down here. Uh-huh. Not that they're going to be gone forever, but they would have restarted with another wave of, of community people. But um, the heart's always there. People, I it's like... The so support is still going, I would say. Yeah, and people find different ways. They had to do it. Like, a lot of house venues started coming up. Like smaller house venues that yeah. were way more DIY than an actual venue that you can find online. Totally. Those kind of communities started popping up. Here, started popping in San, up. here in San Francisco, that's what's happening. The house shows, actually, that's where where the cool stuff is happening. You know, that's yeah, I love house shows. Totally, and they're oh, like, all too. ages and all that. You know, so you know more people can be part of it, and quite interesting. I actually think there's going to be a resurgence of DIY after all this COVID stuff happens because venues aren't going to be open up for a while. So I bet you house once things are safe and yeah, people feel comfortable. I think house part house shows are going to be the, the first opening to music. I hope. Uh, It'll I'm, be I'm like a sure. secret black market house yeah. show scene. <laughs> totally. With six feet distancing and face mask and hand sanitizer. I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> no idea. No idea. Like I was reading an article as well. They were saying that... Uh, when the venues reopen here in California, they're going to have to put like sanitizer, sanitizer station and people are going to have to be wearing masks and they're going to ha- have to be, uh, you know, six feet from each other and all that stuff. But it's, you know, it's, it sounds maybe practical or impractical, uh, but, you know, to really see it, I don't know, it's quite, uh, quite weird. Yeah. yeah. It's weird to think that you could be playing shows and moshing and crowd right. surfing isn't allowed. Totally. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And you guys uh, are signed with Epitaph. How do you feel about yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, my God. They're amazing. They're <laughs> a dream label. They're so easy to work yeah. with. They give that, us so uh, creative control. Almost too much. They're amazing. Maybe give us, maybe give us some guidance. But they're, 
like they've been super supportive <laughs> during all of this. Uh, like they've I, just, I really been, love that. Yeah, team. they've been my dream label since I was thirteen because I would listen to all those punk and emo bands on Epitaph, and I was like, I just want to be on this label one day. Also. Uh, Nicole's helmet has had an epitaph <laughs> sticker on it for oh, years. So I love it. Like it's some kind of weird floor shadowing. Uh-huh. It's really funny. But, um, no, they're, they're so good to work with, and they're just, they're super, I don't know, they're just very easy and real. And yeah, it's about the little kids about their employees. I, I, from my perspective, it just feels, yeah, like it's a, right a great, for our music. yeah, a great team. Yeah. Excellent. Let's talk about music videos. Uh, obviously, Man's Plane is a classic <laughs> right there. Uh, are you guys, I mean, I know these circumstances, but were you planning on releasing a, a, a new music video? Because you also have uh, Five Years Behind, which is a great, great music video. Yeah, well, we, we had a yeah, that, that was fun. That was a really fun way there was actually like a whole different production compared to the other videos we did so that was every music video is different that we work on uh-huh are you we, guys, actually, we might try to oh sorry say that are you guys uh, a big part of the creative process behind the music videos yeah i think that kind of makes it difficult because i what we're learning is you know when you work with other people they they have like we're learning to collaborate i am you know with other people besides ourselves we we all work together very well me, me kate and sherry like we're always coming up with ideas together, but we, you know, it's letting other people take control. Uh-huh. And, um, our friend Nick did, uh, what he did green eyes, which was an awesome video. Really fun. And he did bumming me out. Bumming me and out. We're yeah. like, yeah. And he actually took a lot of creative control of bumming me out. And I think he's, he's on the same level. We trust him. He's got our same, same, same sense of humor. Like he was really, he's really fun to work with and really easy. And, and we, we definitely, a lot of, of like the, you know. uh-huh. yeah. I think we're trying to get better at really, 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 I can't say that relinquishing <laughs> some of the control. <laughs> there you go. But it co- took three takes, but you got it. Yeah, it'd relinquish. Co- it'd be cool to. That's to, a hard word. But yeah, we only relinquish. know of like a few years ago, like just really sort of directing our own videos and always going off of our own ideas. Yeah. yeah. So. That is something you get to learn how to just work with someone else and someone else's ideas like and trusting other people, which you know I yeah. love doing that. I think it's I think it's really important to step outside of our little small community of us three and yes, incorporate sir. other people into it. And that we've definitely been getting better at that. Excellent. And take the risk. We're actually going to do a music. We're going to try to do a music video while in quarantine. We have a, a friend who. I think he's going to be really good at it. And he's kind of, he's kind of taken the lead on this and going to edit it and put it all together. And, and it's going to be a fun, a fun exper- experiment doing a music video in quarantine and ca- kind of being more creative since we all can't really be in the same room together. Of course. Yeah. There's a few bands that, that have been doing that actually. And they've been uh, just filming themselves with iPhones and stuff and they, someone makes the, the editing and they come yeah. up with a cool music video. I love that. It's yeah. DIY. It's like, exactly DIY. Oh, it brings you back down to your roots. Exactly. <laughs> Perfect. Well, guys, thank you so much for taking the time to do the interview. Uh, thank you. We're huge fans of Thick, and uh, again, once oh, thank you so much. Once this is all over, come to San Francisco. We gotta see you guys play live. Please, yes. Yeah, we're we love we're, to. we're dying to go there. Yeah, totally. we'll be we'll be there when all this ends. 
Excellent. Let's play a song by, by Thick. Uh, do you want to choose it? Oh, Sherry. Sherry, you, you, you took it, Sherry. Should we say a song on three? And <laughs> no, you do it. You do it. <laughs> Let's go with Home. Home. Aww. What, what, Why, does, that what does that mean? No, I like that one. Oh, yeah. I thought you sighed. No, it's a good one. <laughs> so you're like, Excellent. Well, thank you so much, guys. I really, really appreciate it. And uh, last question before you go. What are you going to be doing tonight? Oh, I'm taking a bath tonight. I actually, I'm taking a bath. There you wow, go. Wow, that sounds amazing. A bubble bath? Yes, I just want to relax and put a face mask on and take and a bath. Chill. There you Hot go. Hot bubble bath. What about you? <laughs> Excellent. I'm going to be playing Mario Kart. Mario I have a serious addiction. Okay, and that's on, on what on the on Nintendo Switch or? Uh? Yeah, my roommate has been letting me use his Nintendo Switch, and then it's been so bad. It's all I do now. Like <laughs> <laughs> I just play Nintendo. Are you an expert now at Mario Kart? I'm pretty bad, honestly, but I do like playing my coworkers and, and hitting them with the shells. Oh, there you <laughs> go. That's amazing. Excellent. Well, thank you so much, guys. So we're going to play uh, Home by Thick to celebrate this interview. And again, hope to see Thick. you as soon as possible in San Francisco. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for having us on. Our, our honor. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye. 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 Excellent. Uh, that was Thick. Uh, very interesting project. Like I said, they just released a new album called Five Years Behind. 11 tracks, 11 great tracks. It was released on March 6th of 2020. Check it out. Trust me. I mean, I've been playing uh, songs out of this album for the past uh, three or four weeks. It's a great, great piece of rock and roll. So this is Hum with Thick in Rocknet of KXS 102.5 FM San Francisco.
So freaking good. That's home by Thick in Rockneto at KXSF. 